you know, you can post out there to strangers about what you do fairly easily. But then what if your friends see it? What will your friends think? What will your family think? What will people who know you think? What will existing clients think? You know, all these things get in our head, hold us back from using what, let's face it, is the most powerful medium for communicating with our clients and our potential clients as well. Creating the beauty business that you dream of doesn't have to take over your life. It's all about mastering some basic principles and putting in place strategies to give your business the strong foundation it needs to build from. Throw in the right mindset, a handful of proven systems, being willing to stretch your comfort zone just a little and knowing how to promote and market yourself properly and your success is inevitable. Problem is, that's not what they taught you when you were learning your skills. So that's what I'm here for. Welcome to the Beauty Business Podcast. Now with over half a million downloads worldwide, it's the number one podcast for the independent beauty business owner dedicated to helping you grow your business to get the clients and the money that you want without all the stress and the worry. Now, my name is Adam Chatterley and I've been helping spas and salons all over the world to succeed for over 20 years now. And I'm going to help you transform your business starting today. Today, we're talking about how to simplify your social media life. Before we dive into the episode today, though, I wanted to make sure that you've taken the opportunity to grab yourself a copy of my incredibly popular, entirely free and very useful ebook. It's called The Seven Day Booking Boost, and that's exactly what it is. Well, it's actually that and a whole lot more. It's basically a framework for quite simply leveling up your beauty business in just 15 minutes a day. The initial result of that being more bookings for you, and you'll start to see results inside of just seven days. But the longer you do it for, the bigger the results you're going to get. Now, it's brand new. It's brand new edition. It's rather beautiful. And it's specifically designed for beauty and wellness business owners and operators just like you. It contains a very simple, easy three-step process that'll take you just 15 minutes a day, ideally the first 15 minutes of your day, to almost guarantee a massive increase in your effectiveness, an increase in your connection with your clients and an amplification of all your marketing efforts, which in turn will bring you more bookings, more clients, and even a lot more sales as well. So if you want a very short, effective checklist that's full of delightful humor and joy, then go to beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash boost and download your copy today. Hello, friends. How are you? Welcome to another episode of the Beauty Business Podcast. Today, we're talking all about social media. We seem to be talking about social media quite a lot at the moment, but let's face it, it is a huge part of your marketing campaign systems, all of that kind of thing. Now, previously, we've been focusing on specific areas of social media, but recently I've been seeing a lot of people talking about, you know, the challenges of social media. You're running a busy business and yet you've got to do all this social media as well. Where do you actually find the time? There's a lot of frustrations around it because let's face it, it's getting a bit more complicated as well with all the different elements of all the different platforms that you can actually work on. So for example, we've got uh, frustrations like it takes a lot of time. You know, it takes a lot of time to do these things. And that's a function of all sorts of different bits and pieces. What to actually post about? What do you post about to get people's attention? You know, what can you constantly think of new things to talk about? And, you know, how often should you post? When should you post? Um, how can you be more consistent with your post? How do you get people's attention? There's so many social media accounts out there and people are constantly bombarded with information. And we know 
that not all of our posts get served to all of our audience. So how do we combat that? How do we gain new followers? Even though we know followers isn't the end goal, how do we actually get those correct followers, those people who are our correct and right and possibly perfect future clients? How do we get them to find and see our stuff? And then they've got the kind of the more in your head things like confidence, you know, putting yourself out there on social media. That's a scary thing if you're not used to doing it, if you're new to the business or if you're new to social media. So how can you get over that? And then also part of that confidence is the worry. You know, you can post out there to strangers about what you do fairly easily, but then what if your friends see it? What will your friends think? What will your family think? What will people who know you think? What will existing clients think? You know, all these things get in our head, hold us back from using, well, let's face it, is the most powerful medium for communicating with our clients and our potential clients as well. So what do we, what do we want instead? You know, what, what would be kind of the ideal situation? Here? Well, first of all, it will be easy to come up with what you want to post about. Okay, if it was easy to come up with what you, what you were going to post about, that would save you time and it would, you know, save that whole thinking of what to post about. So it'd be great if that was easier. You want to have your finger on the pulse. You know, we all know and we all love when we see a post that's really on topic. You know, there's so many things happening in the world at the moment. Um, that can be a really great way to get someone's attention if it's kind of alongside something that's going on in the world. But how do you always keep your finger on, on the pulse of what's going on? And how do you actually link that back to what you do? You know, we want our posts to be quick to write. You know, not only easy to come up with what to post about, but we want them to be quick to write. So they're not taking so much time as well. Hashtags. We all know, certainly with Instagram, we need to be using hashtags. What hashtags do you use? How do you find new ones? How, how does that whole process actually work and bring you new clients? You want it to look amazing as well. So you've got the words that you want people to read, but let's face it, both major platforms, Facebook and Instagram, are visual mediums. You need to have some sort of intriguing, interesting, eye-catching image to grab people's attention. And with so many beauty businesses, so many wellness businesses, posting the same type of images now how do you get yours to stand out? So in short, what we really want is we want it to take less time and get better results, if we're honest. So how do we do that? Well, the good news is that's exactly what we're going to cover in today's episode. I'm going to really break this down, go over all of these areas and give you as many ideas as I can to combat each and every one of those and make your social life easier. But first, before we do that, I just want to go over a couple of the mistakes that I see people making that kind of apply to all of these areas. So first of all is overthinking, okay? Overthinking your posts primarily. Now, I've done this in the past. I'm guilty of this as well. Writing a post, you're really kind of going, I'm going to really put some effort into this. But then you read it back and you sort of like edit it and edit it and take bits out and go, oh, I don't want to be contentious there. So I'll take that bit out as well. Problem is when you do that, it becomes bland, uninteresting, gets no one's attention. So what I want you to do is I just want you to kind of put any sort of overthinking to the back of your mind. I'll give you some practical tips on how to do this in a second. But if you think about the lifespan of a social media post these days, yes, different platforms have slightly different uh, lifespans. But if you take, for example, a story post on Instagram, last 24 hours, 
So you really shouldn't overthink what you put on there. Even a post on Instagram, yes, it goes on your grid and all that. And people can go back and look at previous posts. But think about it yourself. If you find a business or an account that you're interested in, you might go and look at their grid and check things out. But really, how far back do you actually go? So if you think about the lifespan of a post, it's not very long these days. So really, you don't want to spend too much time overthinking it. Okay, I'll give you some practical tips, like I said. Now, the next thing as part of those practical tips is, you know, writing for everyone, trying to make your posts appeal to everyone. Now, this kind of comes back to a story I told on last week's episode or the week before about what happens if you try to please everyone. Okay, involved a donkey and walking down a hill. Go and check that out if you want to. But essentially, you'll never please everyone. So why not just speak to your ideal client, okay? Speak to your ideal client in language that they understand. It will connect with them better and it will weed out everyone who you don't want as clients as well. Again, we'll go into this in a bit more detail. And thirdly, I did a whole episode on this a couple of weeks ago, not repeating yourself enough, okay? One of the biggest things, mistakes really that I find is people constantly trying to come up with new stuff. You know, you shouldn't be doing that. You should be sticking to the same topics because that way fosters that connection with your ideal clients. It clarifies to people what you're about, what you talk about, what you're passionate about, what you do, rather than you constantly trying to talk about lots of different things. So what does this mean? First of all, make sure your topics all revolve around your pillar post. I've talked about pillar posts before. I'll be talking a lot more about them today. So make sure you're talking about your pillar topics all the time, okay? They can kind of be tangential, but make sure they're talking about those. Reuse your posts. There is nothing wrong with reusing posts. If you want to change a couple of words so that they're technically different, but if you've not posted something for a few months, post it again. If it got a lot of interest and likes and shares and all those kind of things before, do it again. You'll have a whole new audience by this point. And plus, as we know, our stuff doesn't always get shown to everyone. So it might be an entire new set of people that see it this time around. So remind people often what it is that you do. And another mistake I see people is trying to take on board the whole advice of not over-promoting too much by never promoting, never talking about what they do. So don't fall into that mistake trap either. So the big idea I want you to get here throughout this whole episode is that social media doesn't need to be a time-eating monster. It can be very easily, but that's what I want you to get out of the habit and the mindset of it being. Okay. What we're going to do is we're going to learn to create a rhythm. Okay. We're going to, I'm going to give you some practical tools and tips because you know, that's what I'm all about, but we need a rhythm. Okay. To our social media. So it feels easy. It feels a lot more effortless. Now you want to have uh, an action rhythm, first of all, which is kind of more to do with when you post through the week or certainly how often you post. And we'll be talking about that and consistently see in a moment, but equally you want to make sure you've got a give rhythm because you know that you need to be, um, inspiring, providing value, providing information and entertainment to your people so that they follow you and love what you post. But you also need to have an ask rhythm as well. And that's your promotional side of posts, the things that you're asking your clients to engage with them so that when you ask them to book appointments or come to your event or um, buy a product or check out your seasonal gifts or any of those kind of things, they actually take action on those things. So I want to remind you again, again, I've said repeating yourself is so important, but remember, marketing doesn't get you clients. Marketing simply opens the door, gets people's attention so that your promotions will actually turn them into clients. Okay. We've talked about that before. Won't go too much into detail, but just remember that. Okay. 
So first of all, the big one, time. Time was the thing that came up when I asked this question in my group, you know, what are they, what's the single biggest challenge you have with social media? Time was mentioned so many times, but time in and of itself is a function of all of the other bits and making all of them more easy. So what I want to do now is I want to go through each one of those main actual frustrations now, address those, give you some practical tips to get past them so that you can make your social media life easier. That okay with you? Cool. Right. So first of all, consistency might seem like a funny one to start with here, but it's actually really, really important. Because if you focus on consistency with your social media posts, that's actually far more important than the number of posts you put out there. Okay, it used to be the case that if you just kind of blasted posts out there, the certainly the Instagram algorithm would think, oh, this is a, a really frequent creator will will push their stuff out there. But it's changed now. It's more about quality. So they're looking more for people to interact with your posts. So first of all, consistency. You need to decide how often you can post on a regular basis, week on week, month on month. Okay, if it's two times a week, that's fine. But make sure you stick to those two times a week. It's far more important to have two quality posts than it is to post every single day and really half arse it. Okay, so this does a number of things. Firstly, it takes the pressure off. It stops you thinking every day, oh, I've got to post something on social today. If you know that you only need to do two or three posts a week, whatever you decide is comfortable for you, then it takes that pressure off, okay? Plus, you already know how many posts each week you're going to have to come up with. This is going to come up in a second. So having figured out your level of consistency, the number of posts you're going to put out in a week or in a month, you can then create yourself a very simple plan, okay? And I believe, no surprise to you, planning is the key to making so many things in your business easier, and it's exactly the same with your social media. So create yourself a really simple plan. And by this, I mean, just have a weekly theme. So you don't need to plan the whole year out, but literally plan the next few weeks out and think of a theme that you can talk about each week. Now lean heavily into your pillar topics here. Remember your pillar topics are the things that you can talk about constantly because you're passionate about. So these are the big areas. So for example, if you in your business really passionate about skincare, you know, you can break skincare down into all kinds of things, you know, um, sun protection, uh, what to eat, nutrition, all the different areas that can fall into that. So figure out first of all, and I've got an episode on this, can't remember the number, um, but go back and have a look. We've got an episode on pillar content, pillar topics. So go check that out. Um, but you should have three to five of those that you can talk about. Okay. So lean into your pillar topics, create yourself a simple plan for the next four weeks and come up with a theme for each week. So that's your first bit done. Then all you need to do is break that theme for each week down into however many posts you've decided to be consistent with each week. So if it's two posts, break that one theme down into two key questions. Those are your posts for that week. Okay. Ad hoc posting is the killer of consistency and creativity. If you leave it to the day that you've got to put a post out to think, I need to think of something to post about, and I need to think of the words to say, and I need to think of why I'm posting it, and I need to think of an image to go with it or a video to go with it, that is what's going to stop you posting because it seems like a huge amount of work. Whereas if you've already done the plan for the month and the posts for the week or the ideas for the post of the week, when it comes to actually doing them, you've already done half the hard work. You just need to come up with now. Okay, well, these are the key things that I'd say about that particular question. I'll find an image to go with it. Much, much, much more easy. And if it helps you set a simple reminder in your calendar, so you know which days you're planning to post on, what the topic is, so that when it pops up in your calendar, 
there right in front of your face and you can just go ahead and do it. So the second big thing then is what to post about. Okay. Now this is going to be helped as well by planning that weekly theme because you're already going to know what you should be posting about. Okay. Now, if you stick to your pillar topics, then that's going to specifically and directly connect with your clients. So that's kind of taken that issue off the table. Um, but when you plan your weekly theme, okay, what are you actually going to base that on? Okay. Well, first of all, what promotions have you yourself got coming up? What events have you got coming up? What releases have you got coming up? What things are going on in your business? You know, what is the season changing? All of these different things. Look at those first and then plan your themes accordingly. Okay. Could be trending topics as well. You know, we all know that if there's something trending in the news, for example, at the moment in the UK, Strictly Come Dancing has just started or Dancing with the Stars. Loads of people are talking about that. So can you link anything that you do back to that as a topic? Because if you can kind of hijack a, a topic that's in the public consciousness at the moment, it's just going to make your post resonate that much more better, potentially with your ideal client. But remember, only if your ideal client is the type of person who may watch that particular program. Make sense? Cool. So the next thing that I want you to think about when it comes to what to post about is to keep yourself a simple ideas log, okay? Or a simple ideas journal. Now, I started doing this years ago. I fell off the wagon a little bit, but I've got back into doing it again and it's really, really helping. So you'll know yourself, your best ideas for stuff come to you when you're not necessarily sat at your desk or in a position where you can kind of write that whole idea or that whole post down at that time. So what I do is I have a very simple note-taking app on my phone. I use Evernote, but you can use any note-taking app or the kind of native notes app on your phone, or you can use a book or whatever. Key is it's got to be with you all the time, which is why I use my phone. Now, then all you need to do is when you get an idea for a topic or a post or a theme or anything really, you can then just quickly note that down in your phone or even record it as a little voice note to yourself. But the key is that you then need to have a system that you can very easily go and find those ideas. Now, first of all, you need to remember to keep them all in one place. This is why writing things down on scraps of paper and post-it notes doesn't work because you easily lose them and they're all over the place and you can't remember where to go when you need inspiration to find those ideas, which is why a note-taking app is a great way to do this. But you need a way to easily filter that from any other notes that you might take. Now, a tip I picked up years ago was to use a slightly random three-letter code at the start of any of these ideas that I put in. So for myself, I use uh, QPI. So I start any of these ideas, whatever it is, I start it with QPI, okay? And that stands for Q post idea. But the key is here is that there is no word in the English language that has the letters QPI in that order. So when I then want to go back and look for an idea that I've had, I simply go into my note-taking app, hit search, type QPI, and I get a long list of all of those kind of random ideas that I've just quickly scribbled into my phone. Hopefully one of them kind of fits. I can pick that out and I can run with that. So the two key things there is you need a place to store them and a really easy way to recall them as well. Now, again, when it comes to your what to post about, I've mentioned pillar content already. So just to recap, these are three to five big topic areas that you can kind of talk about all day long. So it might be skincare, it might be um, tanning, it might be nutrition, it might be organic, it might be whatever it is. Generally, I'd say have three to five of these, and it's fine to make 
most of them about your business. One of them can be personal as well. If you find that a lot of your clients resonate with something that you do in your personal life, so it might be your passion for horse riding, it might be your passion for water skiing, whatever it is, um, but have those pillar contents, things that you can break down into smaller areas and you can just talk about all day long anyway because you're so passionate about them. Stick to those and then you will, like I said, attract those people who also want to hear about those things as well. And people will understand what you're about and it won't get confusing. So a great idea there is just to brainstorm a bunch of questions around those key pillar content areas. And that should quite easily, if you're passionate about them, that should quite easily give you kind of five to 10 topics, each of those pillar content ideas that you have. And right away there, you've got a whole bunch of posts to go for. Now, don't forget as well to give personal glimpses into your life as well. You know, don't do something that makes you uncomfortable by any means. But the fact of social media is people want to kind of see behind the scenes. So they want to see the real you. Okay. They want to connect with businesses. Yes, but they want to connect with the personality behind that business too. So don't be afraid to have some of your pillar contents relating to your personal life. Now, when it comes to the types of posts you could put out there, because again, this can have an influence on what you actually post about. The list that we always lean into are these. You've got behind the scenes posts or things that go on behind the scenes that people don't usually see. You've got quotes that can inspire people or entertain people. You've got promotional posts. You've got personal posts. You've got um, connection posts, engagement posts, celebrating posts. That could be celebrating something about the business or yourself or a member of staff or even a client as well. Recognize. So again, you can recognize a member of staff or recognize a person or a local celebrity, something like that. You can inspire people and you can teach as well. So those are the kind of key areas that you can focus around. Again, I, I find it useful to have those as kind of a, an easy list that I can refer to so that I know that I'm mixing up my different posts and making sure that I'm hitting all those, those different areas. So even though I'm talking about the same stuff, I'm kind of dropping in those different types of posts to keep it interesting for my followers. Now, next, number three, you want them to be quick to write. You want your posts to be quick to write, quick to create, all of those kind of things. Now, again, this comes back to your ideal client. I talk about this all the time, but if you know your ideal client and you know what they like and what they do and what their hobbies are and what their interests are and where they like to go on holiday and all of these different things, if you know them really well and you write your posts to that one person, that ideal client, that avatar, that profile that hopefully you've created for your perfect client. If you write to that one person, it makes this whole process so much easier. I've talked about this before, but when you try to write to everyone out there who might read your post, you will water it down. You will overthink it. You will take words out of there and it won't sound like you. It won't have your personality. And that is what your clients are going to connect with. So first of all, know your ideal client, write it to that one person, write it as you. The biggest tip here is once you've written it, read it out loud to yourself. Does it sound like you? Okay. Does it sound like you've written it for an English exam with proper grammar and all that kind of thing? Or does it sound like how you would talk? You need to be leaning more into how you would talk because that's going to connect with your ideal client. Don't overthink it. Okay. Quick rule I found for myself is you write the thing once, you then have one option to read it out loud, one go at editing, and that is it. Don't overthink it beyond that. There are some great tools that you can use to make your writing better if your writing isn't the strongest thing that you have. Great tip there is to use a tool called Grammarly. Um, I'll put links to it in the show notes, but Grammarly is a fantastic tool. I thought it was just a spell checker to start with, but actually it gives you tips on writing. It will 
help you remove words that don't need to be there. It will suggest better ways of phrasing things. Great, great tool. Go and check that out. And planning again helps with this process. If you, like I said, if you know what you're about to write about when you sit down and write the thing, that's going to just make it a lot quicker and easier as well. So number four is how often to post. Now, first of all, we'll go back to consistency. Consistency is far, far, far more important than how often, the frequency that you actually post about. So focus on consistency, focus on quality, rather than thinking about and obsessing over how often you should post. And to be honest, once you've decided what your level of consistency is, forget about how often to post, to be honest. Stick to your level of consistency. Okay, once you get comfortable with the level of consistency that you've given yourself. And I would always start lower if you're unsure. So for example, if you think, well, maybe I could do three posts a week, but you're not sure, I would say commit to two. Commit to two posts a week, stick with that, see how you get on with that, get into that rhythm of doing that. And only when you feel absolutely comfortable and confident that you could move up to three posts a week, should you move up, okay? So start with what's manageable and stick to that and only step up when you can. So when to post, okay? This is another one where I think people overthink this like crazy. You will hear kind of online social media gurus talking about when to post and how to use analytics and stuff like that, which you absolutely can and you can test this yourself. But to be honest, if you're not posting huge volumes of posts and your aim is not to be an Instagram influencer with millions of followers, I don't think this matters at all. Okay. Do have a little bit of a think about your ideal client. And for example, if your ideal client is a professional person who will absolutely be, you know, head down focused on their job from nine to five, yeah, probably don't post in the middle of the day, probably post at the beginning of the day or in the evening when they might be relaxing. But beyond that, don't overthink when to post. Okay. Um, test if you have time, but honestly, one of those things that I would kind of put out of your mind and focus on the consistency and the quality rather than anything else. Now, another question that came up quite a lot, and we're going to talk about this now, is hashtags, okay? Certainly on Instagram, we all kind of know that hashtags are quite an important thing. It can help us get found. How do you actually use hashtags? How do you find the right ones to use? Okay, well, first of all, you want to use a mix of kind of what I call standard hashtags, which would be things like you know, if your uh, if your main thing is reflexology, obviously you want hashtag reflexology attached to your posts. But you also want post related stuff. So if you've talked about in your post, um, you know how reflexology has helped a particular client, you could use hashtag transformation or something like that. So you want them related to what you do and also the post itself. But a big thing that I think people miss out on here is using location-based hashtags because people may be searching for reflexology, sure, but it's probably thousands of people searching for reflexology all over the world. And someone in another country is unlikely to be your perfect client because they can't actually come and see you. So use location-based ones. So your area, surrounding villages, any sort of key landmarks that are around, things that people might be searching for, specifically things that people might be visiting in your area for a period of time that you can then kind of latch onto and get interest that way. Now, another thing that you can do is go for lower popularity hashtags. So if you want to know how popular a hashtag is when you're in something like Instagram, if you start typing a hashtag in there, it will actually show you how many um, posts have that hashtag in there. Now, it might be tempting to go for the one that's got 27 million uh, 
uh, other posts in there because it's really popular. But if there's 27 million other posts in there, what's actually the chance of you standing out amongst all of those? So I would go for much lower popularity ones because then you stand a better chance of kind of standing out. Another thing I would do is I would kind of combine hashtags together. So combine, for example, reflexology with the town that you are in. Sure, a lot fewer people are going to be searching for that hashtag, but that's actually on your favor because you'll stand a better chance of standing out and being seen for that particular hashtag, if that makes sense. Um, I would save yourself time again by having a hashtag list. So create your core hashtags, the stuff that are around what you do and you talk about all the time. Again, this comes back to pillar content, but have yourself a hashtag list rather than having to go and find them all the time. That way, again, keep it in a document on your phone or on your computer or wherever, but you can quickly go and highlight a bunch of hashtags that apply to that post rather than searching for them and drop them into your post quickly. Mix them up. Don't always use the same ones. Um, there's kind of Nobody really knows how uh, Instagram uses the algorithms to do with hashtags, but there is evidence to suggest that if you constantly use the same hashtags, you know, you kind of get penalized for that. So use some of the same ones all the time, absolutely, but make sure that each time you post, you're using a different overall selection. Now, you can have a maximum of, I believe it's 30 hashtags. Again, loads of people will say, you know, use the maximum, don't use the maximum, all that kind of thing. Put some in your comments rather than in the actual caption itself. But actually, Instagram have just come out recently and said, actually, if you put them in the comments, they have nowhere near as much effect as the ones you put in the caption itself. So first of all, put your hashtags in the caption. Again, go for the quality, go for the ones that actually apply rather than just trying to come up with 30 because that's what your limit is. So put as many in as you want to, but don't get contrived. Use the ones that actually make sense. Look at other accounts that are in your area that do similar things that you do that are not necessarily the same business as you, but similar businesses or um, kind of tangentially linked businesses. Look what hashtags they use, add them to your list, and then you can use them as well. Keep it in the caption, like I've said, and again, focus on quality over quantity. It needs to apply to what it is you do and the post rather than simply, you know, stacking it full of as many hashtags as you can. Now, the next thing that people said was, how do I make my post stand out? How do I make it look amazing? Well, first of all, let's face it, on social, it, they are visual mediums now. Okay, so a good quality image is going to go a long way, whether that's a quote image, whether it's a photo, whether it's a short video whatever it is, but that's going to help your post stand out, stop the scroll and make someone read the words that you've actually put along with it. So what can you do here? Well, first of all, big tip, use your own images. All right. You can all spot a stock image a mile away now, and they're great and they're easy to use because they're there and they're good quality and you don't have to do anything for them. You can just go, you know, sometimes they're free or you can pay a little bit of money for them. And they look great. But because there's only a limited number of stock images posts related to our industry, not the, you know, they're not the most commonly available ones. Using your own images is an immediate way that you will stand out. Now, again, when I say this, I always get people saying, yeah, but I, I, I don't know how to use my camera very well. Well, big tip on this one. There is a huge free training video inside of Beauty Business Hackers, which is my free Facebook group, where I show you very, very, very simple tricks and tips to take better photos with your phone, okay? Really simple hacks and tricks that you can use, bits that people don't always know about to take much more interesting looking images with your phone. And we actually do some practical things where I take, you know, your bog standard image, and then I show you a couple of ways to actually make that look a heck of a lot more interesting simply by doing a couple of little things with your phone. So go and check that out. Some beauty business hackers, free group, just go and search for it on Facebook. Now that's one thing, use your own images. However, 
a big tip that you can use here is to learn to use one of two really fantastic, simple to use pieces of software that are available online. One is canva.com. The other is snapper.com. Both of them essentially do the same thing. They help you create amazing looking images to go along with your social media, whether it's a quote, whether it's kind of making an image you've taken or a stock image, uh, be more on brand with your colors. So you can kind of overlay it with text or put some colors and blobs and things like that in there. So it's consistent with your brand. They're super easy to use, but they make your images, your posts, everything look amazing. They've got loads of templates in there as well that you can use. So if you really don't know what you're doing, you can just kind of drop one of your photos into a pre-existing template and you're kind of done. They're kind of free. They have a free version. You can pay a little bit of money as well and, and get some professional tools, but go and check that out. That's canva.com, C-A-N-V-A.com or snapper, S-N-A-P-P-A.com. Like I said, both do the same thing. I've heard people prefer either one, just you know, personal preference. Now, the big one then that a lot of people talked about, this kind of a difficult immediate one to address is the confidence to put yourself out there on social media and the worry that kind of comes along with it for what will people think about my post that I put out there. Now, first of all, doing social media will help, okay? it Yes, it seems uncomfortable when you haven't done it, but it's one of those things that simply getting in the habit of doing, not being overfaced with, not being overwhelmed with, will make the whole process seem a lot more easier. Once it becomes routine and you're two or three or four or five or however many posts you commit to a week, once you just start doing them, that will help because it will seem more normal. You will find that actually people don't judge you on it. People probably will admire you for your um, commitment and consistency rather than anything else. Plus all of these things that we've talked about already, these will all help to fill you with confidence in the fact that your posts are good and they're on topic and they're helpful and they look great and they sound great. Okay. So simply doing it and following these rules are going to help massively with your level of confidence. Okay. So those are kind of the, the key things that I can help you with the main points about your social media, but very quickly, let's break those down into things that you can remember to do. So first of all, big tip, have a plan. Okay. Get ahead of the game. Have a simple plan. You don't have to plan the next year ahead. Just plan the next few weeks. Okay. You can do that in 20 minutes. Stick to your pillar content, plan a theme for the next four weeks out, break those four weeks out into the one or two or three posts that you're going to put out there in a week. So commit to that consistency for the next four weeks. Okay. Like I said, consistency and quality over random volume is always more important. I'd rather you put out one or two quality posts than just try to put something out every day for the sake of putting something on your social media. And remember, you can post the same stuff to Facebook and Instagram and Pinterest and all sorts. Yes, you might need to just tweak the image that you use and um, the specific post itself because all the platforms have slightly different styles. But the stuff that you're writing can still be used. You don't have to rewrite everything and create new stuff for each platform. Next thing is to keep a log of ideas. Simple one on your phone, dead easy, but two key things about this. Make sure it's a consistent place that you actually keep them. So you're not keeping you know, one over here on a post-it note and another one in a book over here and another one in a piece of paper that you stuffed in your car. You know, Keep them all in the same place and somehow use if you want to use my tip, use a series of letters, use mine, QPI, um, to tag each one of those things so that when you actually need to come and find one of your ideas, you know exactly how to find them rather than having to search through all of your notes. So uh, keep an ideas log, stick to pillar topics, okay? These come in so often to help you with consistency, to help you with ideas, to make it quicker, 
all of these different things. Stick to your pillar topics and repeat yourself often. Don't be afraid to reuse posts. So in terms of actions then, what can you do? Big thing I would say, come up with your consistency and make a plan. Next four weeks, weekly themes, okay? One theme for each week. So you need to come up with four. Um, one theme for each week. Break those themes down into one, two, or three posts, depending on what you've committed to each week. And then go and check out Canva or Snapper as a tool to help you make those posts look amazing and stand out. Now, if all that still sounds like a lot of work and you don't believe you have time and you just want to have this all done for you, then I can help you out with that. Because if you just want the ideas and the posts and the images and the templates and the hashtags all worked out for you, then I highly recommend you check out our solution to this problem, which is our social simplifier. Okay, our social simplifier is our monthly solution to all of these problems that we release every month. It's available within Beauty Business Secrets Pro. But basically, it's got in there all of the things that you can post about in the month. We've got templates in there for you to use. We've got all the hashtags related to every post that we put in there that you can use. We focus on trending topics. We focus on awareness days. It's all done for you. In fact, we even have done for you posts that you can literally just copy off there, drop into your social media, put in, fill in the blanks that apply to your business and you're just done. So if you really want to save massive amounts of time, um, even if it's to kind of kickstart you into using social media and get that consistency going so that you can start to add in more of your stuff, then I highly recommend you check it out. If you want to go and check it out, all you need to do is go to beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash social. That will take you straight to the information page where you can read more about it. It's an absolute bargain. It's $15 a month, which is about £12 a month. Or you can sign up for six months, which is $75 or £59. And like I say, we release it every month. It's got everything in there specifically curated for beauty businesses. Uh, so it makes your social life as simple as it can possibly be. Okay, so I hope that has helped you. Either the information there has helped you improve and make your social life easier, or if you just want a really quick and easy solution to this problem, so it takes you minutes a week, then please do check out the social simplifier. Like I said, beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash social, and you'll get all the information you need there. Right. I hope that's helped you. That is all for me for this week. I'll be back again next week. Have an amazing one. See you later. You've been listening to the Beauty Business Podcast. My name is Adam Chatterley. And if you've enjoyed this show today, then you must make sure you don't miss another episode. Just click subscribe in whatever podcast application you are listening to this on to be notified when a new episode is released. And if you'd like even more help starting, growing, or scaling up your beauty business, then just go to beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash help. And there are a number of resources right there to entertain, enlighten, and assist you in your business journey, no matter what stage you're at. 